We need to look ahead. We need to say, okay, we're in lockdown. We understand that. It is damn hard right now. But what does reopening look like? What does rebuilding the economy look like? How are you going to support the biggest employer in Australia, small business, to reopen and rebuild the economy? And that's what we're looking forward to. We want to see some progress from decision makers about what that reopening and the rebuilding looks like because the support mechanisms can't just switch off like a tap, otherwise small business will switch off. Hi, I'm Alexi Boyd, CEO of Cosboa, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. The Council of Small Business Australia, COSBOA, is the country's peak body exclusively representing the interests of small businesses. On today's podcast, we speak with the newly appointed COSBOA CEO, Alexi Boyd, about the important advocacy work of COSBOA, the impacts of COVID on small business and the way forward to reopening and rebuilding the economy. Here's Alexi. Hi, Alexi. Welcome to the podcast. Now, firstly, congratulations on your recent appointment to CEO of COSBOA. Could you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're so passionate about helping small business? Yeah, look, and thank you so much for having me on the program. It's it's delightful to talk to small businesses directly, especially important ones like these. Um, yes, look, I've been a Bass Agent bookkeeper for the last 10 years, passionately looking after micro and small businesses from every industry you can think of, except for farming. I worked it out the other day. I've never had a farmer on my books. Uh, and I've also run a radio show all about small business education, where I broadcast on behalf of organisations like the ATO, ASIC, um, the Australian Bureau of Statistics. I've had authors on the program, heads of industry, and it's all been about just imparting knowledge to small businesses and and allowing them to know where they can get help and support from government agencies and just help them run their business. But what's so fascinating is I've learned so much from all those guests over the years. I've sort of interviewed over 250, I think it is, different people, different experts in their field. And in doing that, I've learned more than just what my clients have taught me or running my own business has taught me, but what else is happening out there in the small business ecosystem. I love your podcasting background and that attitude of just trying to help businesses. So it sounds like you are the perfect person for the role. Could you tell us a little bit about COSBOA and what its role is and how you support small businesses, including pharmacies? Yeah, indeed. Um, look, I'm, I've been a passionate advocate for small businesses at the, the grassroots level. So I've been looking after uh, as a vice president of a chamber of commerce in the Hornsby area for the last five or so years, which means that I really understand how small businesses tick, you know, on the shop front at the community level and People like pharmacies are the absolute bedrock of a foundation for small business that surround them. They're the ones that bring in the foot traffic and they build the relationships with other community members, including small businesses. And and they're kind of a, a bastion of the small business community. What I love about COSBOA is that it's really unique as a peak body for small business. We're the only ones that speak directly to membership organisations. 
And you know as well as I do that membership organisations are ridiculously passionate about their cohort. They know inside out, back to front, exactly how their members tick. They know what their problems are, what their strengths are, where they need to support them in terms of government regulation. And that's what COSBOA does. COSBOA opens those doors, helps to build relationships with government at all levels, helps to advocate not only for individual professional associations, but for small businesses as a whole. So we have you know, uh, about close, closing on 50 professional associations and we touch through them nearly a million small businesses in Australia. And what's interesting is that um, we don't just represent our members, we represent all small businesses. So we discuss um, at lots of different levels in stakeholder roundtable meetings. We op- have the opportunity to really speak and give that small business perspective and explain to the key decision makers in this country, the politicians, you know, those who run the departments, explain to them what isn't working for small business, what is working, and giving that small business lens with every discussion we're in. The positioning of COSBOA as an organisation that is here to help small business is great because, particularly at the moment, the past 18 months have really hit small businesses hard and it definitely continues to be a challenging time in a lot of regions around Australia, probably more so than less. What have been some of the most significant impacts on small business that COSBOA has seen and is seeing at the moment? I think when we talk about that small business lens, we don't just think about the shop fronts that are in the news and those who are directly affected by a shutdown. We think about the communities outside or the businesses that are part of the supply chain that support that business. So if you shut down a big restaurant in the middle of the CBD of Sydney, you don't just shut down that business. You shut down all the other businesses that supply to them, that rely on them for foot traffic, uh, that even the marketing guys, the legal guys, you know, the consultants that actually support that business through services and goods. It's all the knock-on effects that we, we think as a small business peak body that we're seeing are falling through the cracks. So we listen to the members, we get that information back from them. What are their members telling them? What are small businesses telling them on the ground? And that information feeds up through the chain and we are able to have that really open and frank discussion with government and saying, look, this is broken, this isn't working. These guys, for whatever reason, are missing out on support or these guys have been shut down for no obvious reason. Why are they shut down? So it's um, the last 18 months has really shown the power of the organisation because those doors are open, because of the wonderful work that Peter Strong has done to create this incredible reputation that COSBOA is the voice of small business, but it it does so by consulting with its own members. We don't just shout from the rooftops without checking in to make sure that it's legitimate what we're saying. It's constantly being um, being checked and and um, tailored to that what our members need us to do on their behalf. So members like the Pharmacy Guild of Australia are absolutely crucial to giving us that small business perspective. And then COSBOA opens the doors to have those discussions for them. It's an important point you make about that wider ecosystem and supply chains when just one business that is in the news or one sector of an industry is in the news is shut down. Definitely right. It impacts a lot of people around that business. And it's certainly tough times for a lot of small businesses and they certainly need the support. So it's very welcome. How is COSBOA supporting small businesses like community pharmacies at this time? 
by listening to what their concerns are and also using community pharmacies as exactly what they are, members of the community. You know, when small businesses leave a community, you don't just lose that, uh, that business. You don't just lose that singular point of contact to get whatever goods you need or, or the, the local pharmacy. You lose that network and that support network for the community as well. So in these times, we're really just listening to what the, the worries are and the concerns and making sure that not only are we hearing from the businesses, but we're hearing about what's happening in the community because People like pharmacists are the ones who are interconnected. They're the ones who have, you know, supported the local sporting team. They're the ones who are listening to the other business owners around them. Quite often, um, you know, your members will know that they'll be business leaders themselves. They might be, um, you know, the head of a, a local business group supporting the other businesses around them. I know here in Hornsby, um, in Mount Collar, our local pharmacist um, helps to, you know, speak to the council on behalf of all the small businesses in Mount Collar, for example. They really are small business leaders. So we support them through listening to what their concerns are and then making sure that those voices are heard um, in, in the, the round tables and the discussions that we have and the opportunities we have to speak to those who can make a difference. Great job and much appreciated, clearly. Alexi, Cosboa's strategy manager, John Grace, tabled a white paper this week. By the time this show goes live, listeners, that would have been tabled last week. And it is exploring the impact small business closures have on the broader community. And we've spoken around this a little bit already. But could you tell us a little bit about that research and some of the potential solutions to those issues that the white paper has highlighted? Yes, and what we've noticed is that when small businesses vacate a community, it's not more small businesses that move in. And we know that in those communities where we're really proud of those shop fronts and we're really proud of those unique boutique experiences, which, by the way, brings a lot of tourists into the area by having those unique, unique um, experiences through shop fronts, when they leave, it's not other small businesses that move in, especially when the economic climate is what it is now. It's big business. So you lose that community feel and you lose that uniqueness and you lose that foot traffic from tourists who are coming to that town or that shopping centre for that unique experience. So that's one of the things that we've noticed through the research. Um, the other information which is interesting is the fact that small businesses tend to be, uh, in a lot of times, the first place where people have their first jobs. It's that experience of being exposed to running your own business or wearing every hat or, uh, you know, when you're asked to be um, someone stocking the shelves of Coles or Woolies, all you do is stack the shelves. <laughs> you don't do anything else. If you're not stacking the shelves at a local um, grocer or, or at a pharmacist or you're, you're assisting behind the counter, you're learning a whole myriad of things which are not just about that one job, but how to interact with people, um, how to grow, how to learning how to run a business, learning all the ins and outs, you know, human interaction. So when those small businesses are lost from a community, that opportunity for work experience beyond just stacking shelves is lost. So I think the impact, the economic impact is not just about, you know, we lose the jobs or we lose the shop fronts or we see more vacancy signs. It's that ongoing intergenerational impact from one store owner to the next. If we don't have a succession of good quality, unique small businesses, there's, there's economic impacts, there's job impacts, but there's experiential impacts for the community as a whole. And, and all of those um, uh, broadly just 
mean that the community loses its soul and what makes it unique. It definitely makes us poorer. I 100% agree. We still have a long road ahead of us before we can return to some form of business as usual. What are some of the challenges and opportunities facing small businesses in the future as we do try and push on to normality? Because it isn't something that has happened before. So it's not like we have a a past roadmap or a successful roadmap or experiences that we can lean on and learn from. You're right. We do have the experience of seeing communities come out of lockdown and this bounce back effect that economists tell us about. But that's not going to happen when we have successive lockdowns and um, community small businesses just give up. It's it's We're going to lose all that expertise and um, they're not going to want to, to reopen or, or restart their businesses unless they've got the opportunity and there's and options there given to them to keep them keep their head above water. So obviously one of the things that COSBOA is fighting for right now is tailored, appropriate, relevant support. It needs to be easy to access. It needs to be fair and equitable and measured. And we prefer a tiered approach. So it's dependent on the loss that you've incurred. But it needs to be tailored so that you've got people who are from certain sectors not falling through the cracks. A really great example of that is, is live musicians who can't seem to, on a, as a whole, get, get access to any of the funding for a myriad of reasons and they all seem to fall into one of those reasons. So we examine that and look at the ways that, that we can help to rebuild. At the moment, there's, I guess you'd call it a media release or a proposal document from COSBOA that talks about rebuilding. We need to look ahead. We need to say, okay, we're in lockdown. We understand that. It is damn hard right now. But what does reopening look like? What does rebuilding the economy look like? How are you going to support the biggest employer in Australia, small business, to reopen and rebuild the economy? And that's what we're looking forward to. We want to see um, some progress from decision makers about what that opening, reopening and the rebuilding looks like because the support mechanisms can't just switch off like a tap. Otherwise, small business will switch off. Well, it's a good point. You mentioned about looking ahead and what reopening and rebuilding looks like. And there's a a lot going on in the Australian small business community at the moment. And COSBOA has an important role to continue to play there. So personally, I'm curious about what your thoughts are on the next 12 months. What do they look like? Firstly, for you as a new CEO, but also for COSBOA as an organisation as a whole. So COSBO in the next 12 months, really looking forward to engaging further with small businesses. And and look, the organisation's been around since the mid-70s, been fighting for small businesses only all that time. And I, uh, from coming outside the Cosboa family and coming in as an advocate, I um, would love to see more people, more small businesses to understand that organisations like Cosboa fight for all of them, regardless of whether or not they're members. So it's about informing and letting people know what that is, helping people to understand the role of advocacy in their business lives, and and what an advocate does. I think that's an important piece as well. Helping people to understand that as a, a small business owner, you're actually innately a community leader. And to celebrate that the fact that small businesses in themselves are leaders of a community, maybe a very small one, or it may be a very large business community, or you may be a, a leader in your field and, and inspiring others to do to take the same journey that you did. Everybody as a small business owner um, 
would want to stand up and sing from the rooftops when they have the courage to do so. And that's what I'm hoping small business and COSPO will be able to do in the next, you know, decade. Alexi, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate hearing from you. It's certainly a challenging time for you to take on the role, but as you mentioned, there's lots of opportunities. There's a lot of hard work, but important work to still get done. If our listeners want to find out more about the work of COSBA, what can they do? Where can they go? Well, you can follow us on the socials like everyone does, or you can sign up to our newsletter, which aren't too onerous and they're very easy to unpack. It's a really great way to keep abreast of what um, we're doing to advocate in the small business space, but also to find out a little bit more about what your professional association is and, and join your professional association. They are the beating heart of small businesses. They're the ones who will, you know, fight in your corner no matter what. And, and we're really proud to be associated with professional associations around the country like the Pharmacy Guild. Outstanding. Alexi Boyd, CEO of Cosboa, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights and the work of Cosboa. And once again, congratulations on the role. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cosboa aims to promote and support the development of small businesses in Australia, advocate advancing the interests of small business in Australia, including through policy change and regulatory reform, and foster an increased awareness and understanding of the role of small business in Australia amongst public servants and elected government officials, larger businesses, the media and the general community. The Pharmacy Guild of Australia is a proud member of COSBOA and actively participates to ensure the voice of community pharmacy business is heard and counted. To learn more about COSBOA, simply visit cosboa.org.au and for more information on how the Guild supports you and your business, visit guild.org.au forward slash membership. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 80 of the PBCN Podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.